Hello. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, your host of the weekly Spirit Seeker Hour. We have been uh, publishing Spirit Seeker for 22 years, and um, it is my divine pleasure to bring you the magazine each and every month and to um, also uh, bring you the um, the radio show each and every week. And I have been off the air for about three weeks, and I have to tell you, my whole um, everything has changed on my switchboard. And um, so I um, I had no idea that this would be the way it was. So I am going to bring my guests on in just a moment, but I have to figure a few things out. So if you, um, Simon and Michelle, if you're there, just know that I will figure this out in one moment and bring you on the air. So I'm going to talk for just a few minutes be, uh, before we get started. And um, what I want to tell you is that Spirit Seeker has um, been a print magazine, as many of you know, for 22 years. But um, we, we've also been a digital online magazine since 1998. Um, so th- the thing that is brilliant about Blog Talk Radio that I find uh, brilliant anyway is the fact that when um, this show happens, uh, it, the, immediately afterwards it turns into a um, a virtual blog. It's a podcast, so you can listen to it at any time from anywhere, and um, and and people you know do so because we get the stats on um, on what is happening. So. What's nice is that we reach people all over the world, morning, noon, and night, um, who are inspired by these radio shows. And we appreciate it when you tell other people um, about the show because then they, too, uh, get the benefits of all of the information that we offer um, on this um, on the show. So basically, um, all you have to do to be added to our email list is to either go to the spiritseeker.com website and click on um, the email newsletter, and then uh, just enter your information. If you have a question for us, you can always contact us that way too. So, um, so that's it. So go there, or you can email us to info at spiritseeker.com, and we will um, help you that way. Okay, so I cannot see my switchboard. This is the most terrible thing I have been through in a long time. Everything has changed on my switchboard. I'm going to send a message to um, to the help center, and hopefully they can show me where my studio is. Uh, so I'll keep talking until then. Where is my studio is the question um, on the air live. Okay, so here's what Cindy Meyer has been up, up, up to. Um, to fill this time until I get someone to help me here. Um, I have been in uh, on a reset trip for the last um, two weeks. And I do this periodically where I just kind of go on vacation by myself and then um, I do a reset. So I was working while I was gone, but I was also visioning um, for where I wanted to go next in my life. And one of the things that I want to do um, is to bring the show to more people because we have fabulous guests, and um, every single time uh, I do the show, I'm just humbled. And uh, right now, I'm very humbled by the fact that um, I can't find my my, – I mean, I'm hoping – oh, wait a minute. I think I just saw something. Oh, that's not it. All right, so I'm just going to keep chatting. Simon and Michelle, hang in there. I apologize. This is a two-hour show tonight. We are starting with Simon Hay and Michelle Buss, and we are going to hear about energy healing. And then we are going to um, hear about the Global Pyramids uh, conference that is coming to Chicago. And I just cannot believe this. This is like a first. This is an all-new experience. Um, They should return my email soon. So um, I'm just going to talk. All right, so I went on this two-week trip, and while I was gone, I outlined um, a book that I will be writing, and I visited with um, several people that I have met through Spirit Seeker magazine who um, have been instrumental in my life. And um, I met a new friend on the plane, and everything was just click, click, click. And so for eight or nine days, I was by myself. And then after that, my um, children joined me. So it was a it was a vacation work uh, time that um, 
everything just kind of uh, really was magical. All right, so I'm going to be quiet for just a moment and see what else I can do on Search Blog Talk Studio. Okay. Okay, it's still not here. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, this is just, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do here. Cindy Meyer, I'm going to hear a show and podcast. So la, 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 you guys think of questions that you would like to ask for my um, guest this evening. Anything about energy healing, Simon Hay is a medical intuitive. I mean, totally, either my show is gone or um, either my show is gone or they have done something Something's just truly wrong with my, um, I was on it earlier today, so I know that it was there earlier, but now I cannot see anything. So I'm going to go on a different page. I'm going to see if I can see anything over there. All right, so what else? Spirit Seeker will be at in Chicago this weekend at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo, and um, we will be, I will have a lecture on Sunday on Feng Shui, and um, so let me tell you what what we will hear as soon as as soon as this thing um, gets working. Okay, you're going to hear from Simon Hay. He is an accomplished healer, a medical intuitive, and evidential medium. He intuits accurate information about people and spirit. Um, he has performed numerous successful healings and is well respected in the field of energy healing and alternative health. He travels throughout Australia and the world, conducting live event, live events healings and readings for clients um on his journey he was uh it was uh it was during meditation uh in the summer of 2000 that simon met his spirit guide and i'm not sure i'm pronouncing it but uh jeju a buddhist monk after that uh after this out-of-body experience simon okay um after this out-of-body experience, Simon um, started working with this monk, and he became aware of the presence of angels and spirits around him. At first, they communicated only during meditation, but within months, they physically materialized. Jesus, his family, a biblical cast, relatives, and children. So all of these helpers uh, showed up and became, um, Jeju and Jesus became the main uh, constant companions of Simon. They introduced him to um, many indigenous elders, healers, shamans, uh, monks, spirits from all cultures and periods of time, um, and it became a never-ending never source of knowledge, energy, and healing skills. It was uh, this that activated Simon's healing ability. Simon also is um, known as, outside of all of this work with the spiritual helpers, he's an accredited spiritual helper and Reiki master, but he's spirit trained, not practitioner trained, which means he came in with the gifts and then they were amplified through his helpers that he um, drew in this time when he was ready. He earned these accreditations after more than a decade of doing successful healings. Um, the second part of our show, as I said, will be about the Global Pyramid Conference, and um, and they will, you know, that you'll hear all about new medical experience with the pyramids, and um, some of the uh, some of the recent discoveries on um, how the pyramids were created, and um, some of the uh, other information. Um, that is relatively new. Uh, Marta Thomas is the producer, and she is just uh, an amazing person who brings people together um, for her conferences. Okay, so I cannot figure this out. So Simon and Michelle, please do not leave. I'm still waiting for Blog Talk to answer me, and I'm going to send them another email now. Let's see. Okay, let me just send one more email. Okay, on the air, help please. On the air, where is my studio? Okay, is my studio. Okay, so sorry. This has never happened. This is an all new thing. But it's, you know, even on Facebook, they are changing um, the way that... uh, our our pages look so maybe this is just blog talk doing yeah um i'm just going to email simon can you hear me on the air 
me on the air. Okay, and Simon, if you hear this and you, I just sent you an email, please let me know. All right, this is the first. I am just beside myself. There's only been a couple other times I've had problems with BlockDoc. Normally, they are uh, top of the drawer. Invite friends and listeners to be part of broadcast live. I'm already there, currently happening, top shows. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't even know what to do. If I give up this line and I try to call back in, I'm not going to be able to get back in. I just know this is how this is going to work. Okay, let's push to start your show again. It's just not showing me that I'm even live on the air. Catastrophe, there is a word, a French word for a disaster, and that's where we are, is catastrophe. Okay, blog talk radio. I don't even know what to do here. Let me go to my home page. Live. Okay, we are supposed to be live. Live. Today's podcast. Okay, let me see if they responded. What does Simon say? I can hear you. Well, great. I'm glad that you can hear me, Simon, and I'm going to keep on this. Please do not go away, um, and I will make this up to you in some way. We'll do we'll do something, but this has got to start working. So the fact that I can hear you and I just can't see my switchboard um, is the biggest problem. So I this is just this is just unbelievable. So let me go over here and try one more thing. There should be a pull-down menu, and there isn't. All of this has changed. Okay, let me do one more thing. Okay, Cindy Meyer, do not get upset. Stay calm, cool, and collected. Normally, that's one of my strong suits. Okay, home. Okay, let me go live. I am. Okay, home. Bring up talk to in real time with your listeners. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I'm I'm just waiting for them to respond, and they're normally pretty good about about responding. So, Simon, I what I'd love for you to know is, you know, I think what I'm going to have you do, Simon, is call in on my cell phone, and we're going to see if we can. I'm going to put my cell phone next to my phone. I'm going to put this phone phone on speaker. So, please, Simon, th- please call three one four. Six five one eight five one three. I'm going to turn the speaker on my phone that I have, and you're going to talk from my phone into the speaker, which is going to be a little chaotic, um, but I think it will work. So please call me on my cell phone, and hopefully Blog Talk will respond soon, and we can get this going like a normal radio show. Um, so call me, call me, 314-651-8513. And for all of you listening, that's my cell phone. If I can ever be of help and service, I do not mind you calling it, or you can call my office at 636-530-7579. And I know we have other listeners, and I would love for you to have been able to ask Simon questions tonight, but until this switchboard works, I cannot see you. Um, You can only hear me. And as soon as Simon gets here, um, I'll bring him on the air as well. And then Michelle um, will have you call in unless you're there with Simon. I don't know if you two are Uh, together crazy crazy mercury is retrograde but still give it up okay start your show and it's already started let me see what else i can do show and podcast let me go there let me just see if there's anything here while i'm waiting for simon um okay so i'll talk about cindy meyer just a little bit um You know I'm the publisher of this magazine. In addition, I am a life coach, a feng shui consultant, real estate agent, and a spiritual psychic. So I wear many hats. So this weekend we will be in Chicago with the the magazine, uh, and this is a big show. This is the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo. After that, I will be um, at the – oh, here. We are good. Okay. Hi, Simon. Hey, I have no idea why there's a problem, but there is, and we're just going to flow with it. (laughs) Okay, so are you both there, Simon and Michelle? Okay. Okay, all right. So um, 
I, if, for those of you that are listening, if you can send me an email to info at spiritseeker.com and let me know everything's going okay, I would be very appreciative. Okay, so Simon, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question and then I'm going to let you do a lot of the talking tonight because this is a little bit unusual. So you're here, you're coming to America and you're coming to St. Louis, Missouri as one of your stops. So tell us about... Um, I, I know your background is quite interesting, so I'm going to let you share with our listeners anything you want to share. So just start, and um, I'll interject every once in a while. So it's all yours. Okay, well, th- thanks for having me. Um, well, I guess, you know, my starting point in, in all this was that I experienced an out-of-body experience during a uh, guided meditation back in two, 2000, 2001. Uh, and... and uh, during that, I met I met my guide, uh, the Buddhist monk Getju, and uh, he continued to uh, you know to work with me, you know, daily after that experience. When I when I first met him, I just knew exactly who he was. I I remembered who he was. I remembered his name. Um, you know, he was familiar. It was very emotional, uh, and we just continued to do meditations after that. Uh, you know, for a number of months, uh, a couple of years after that as well. And uh, you know, I could. I met a lot of healers in spirit uh, from all different cultures and periods of time, and they would always be, you know, ch- talking to me and, uh, you know, teaching me stuff. Um, then I had the opportunity to do my first healing. It was actually only three or four months after the initial out-of-body experience. Uh, I placed my hands on someone's shoulders. They just uh, fell asleep and kind of led back into me. Um, when the healing was over, they just woke up again. Uh, I, you know, continued to do healings. Um, I had a friend with a uh, serious back injury, so I, you know, I gave him a healing. Uh, during that session, I was aware of healers and spirits that were working with me and manipulating his body. I could, um, you know, I could see them. He could feel them touching him and making contact with his body. Um, yeah, a few weeks later, he's, uh, he was good to go and back at work. It was uh, that wasn't uh, expected to be the case. The doctors had said that he would, uh, you know, be on pain medication the rest of his life, he might need surgery, you know, he wasn't going to do a physical job, he wasn't going to stay, uh, but just a few weeks later he was completely well and he hasn't had a problem in, uh, you know, 15 or 16 years. Um, you know, I kept on kept on doing further healings. Uh, a lady had a, a muscle torn off her shoulder. Um, I went round and sat with her. I was working with her husband at the time. I used to be a, a plumber and was doing lots of drain laying. So I just, uh, we went around and visited after one of our jobs, and I just put my hand over her shoulder. I experienced uh, a ray of light coming out of my shoulder that, that kind of traveled into like uh, almost uh, a pinprick of light into her. And um, yeah, she, it was a bit painful for her. Like she uh, said, oh, that, that hurts a bit. Um, and, you know, we just kept on, just kept on doing it. Uh, the next day she was completely pain-free. Um, I told her the rest, but she didn't. She decided to spray clean the house because she hadn't been able to do any any of that for quite a few months. So I saw her a few days later, uh, maybe a week or so later, and uh, we did it again, uh, pain-free again. Uh, I was feeling great, could move her arm, had full mobility. Um, she went and played a game of tennis. Uh, I told her the rest, but the, the next day or two days later, she went and played a game of tennis. But she still was on a, in a bit of pain. So in Australia, the, you go on a, a waiting list for selective surgery, so she, she, she remained on that on that list, so she actually went in to have the surgery. Um, her husband, Frank, rang me and said, look, she's taken her in, they've cut her open, there's nothing to fix, they just just stitched her back up. So they just made one kind of investigative cut, uh, saw that everything was reattached, uh, everything was well, because in the, in the MRI scan, it showed the muscle torn completely away from the, from the bone, and I believe there was also a bone fragment that was there as well. Um, so, yeah, I had these experiences happen uh, quite regularly. Uh, you know, I continued to be a plumber. Um, you know, in the 2005, I got chronically ill myself. Uh, I, I was uh, essentially poisoned by solvents that I worked with at work. So I had a, a solvent-induced neuropathy, which is really hard to diagnose. No one could really diagnose what was wrong with me. I was in extreme pain, uh, no balance, couldn't breathe, uh, was experienced uh, symptoms like I was having a heart attack almost daily, 
uh, I was collapsing and passing out. I had irritable bowel syndrome, um, lost a lot of weight. Uh, yeah, it was a whole lot of mixed uh, symptoms. Specialists couldn't help me. Uh, so in the end, I just healed myself. And I, during that process, I was able to see the cells in my own body. Um, and I just kind of repaired myself. Um, I, had immediate, I had immediate response. Uh, and I was could clean. I just cleaned my house for like about six hours. Uh, prior to that, I couldn't even wipe the the counter without like collapsing. I couldn't even put any pressure. In, you know, I couldn't lift anything. I couldn't you know put pressure on anything. As soon as my body tensed in any way, I would just collapse. Uh, but yeah, I was good for the whole day. No pain, no symptoms. Um, it felt like I crashed the next day and was uh, pretty sick for about two weeks. I just focused on the six hours and feeling good and then just pulled myself out and just continued to heal myself and uh, until I was until I was right. And uh, yeah, it didn't take long, it took about I think it took about twelve months. Um yeah, I'm completely completely fine now, but it was yeah, I guess it was during that process you know, I, I kinda of wanted to be inside my body. Um, so I started to do healings, I stopped I, I couldn't go back to my previous job so uh, I went back to the spiritual church and I started to do healing there. They had a healing day. And during those sessions, I was having access to people's bodies. So I would see kind of x-ray, like I could see the bones and the joints and the muscles and the organs. Um, I don't have any any medical training. So a lot of the stuff I've seen, I had no idea what it was. And a lot of it was magnified. Uh, so I'd see cells and, you know, tubes and fluid and, uh, and I would just find things that were wrong and I could just, uh, with intention, I could just change them and my hands would heat up and I could see energy flowing into the, out of my body, into their body. And um, they experienced a lot of physical responses. They would twitch, uh, you know, they would breathe a certain way. Um, they would cry. Uh, some, of, some of their bodies would self-manipulate, like their limbs would start to float off the table. Um, and you could tell their, their neck would go back into place. Um, yeah, that was very physical when I first started doing healing. There's a lot of very physical experiences and physical sensations. We stopped from those probably about, you know, once I've been doing it full-time for about 12 months or 18 months, we stopped from those. I started to do more reading uh, and then was combining the reading with the healing and it just made the experience for the client not so physical, um, which is, I, I, you know, I, it's good for some because there's a bit of a fear factor there that occurs because, uh, you know, the experience they were having, um, and uh, yeah, but in the other aspect, it's kind of probably a little bit disappointing because people don't have that physical experience anymore. I mean, some people still do, but it's not as common. I just softened it with the talking, and it was a it was a career move too. I wasn't getting enough healing to you know make a career out of it and pay you know pay my mortgage and support my family. But once I started doing reading, you know, everybody was coming. I just elected to do the reading. On a uh, on a massage table, so I would ask them to um, lay on the massage table. I would do the I would do the reading from there, and then I have access to their to their body. So you know, as my, as I'm talking to them, I would say, you know, they've got a sore knee, or uh, they've got a health problem. It could be something from the past, it could be something they were experienced. Uh, they would they would confirm that, um, and it just kind of grew from there. And then so I I do the reading, I have access. Okay, so now I have you live on this other screen, but I'm still not seeing okay. my studio. So, Simon, you're doing great. Um, can you can you hear me ask a question? Yes. Okay. So, for the listeners, this is this is like quite fascinating that um, you came in without any awareness of these healing gifts. You you were how old when you all of a sudden started? Um, when, you, when your Buddhist guide stepped in and showed you a different way. You were a plumber. You were working with, you know, houses and plumbing systems. And so so this is this is so amazing, but I know it happens. And it's like, do you feel do you feel that you came in with these gifts but you weren't quite ready to step into them until your guide appeared or how how do you feel that all happened? Yeah, well you know I, my mother was a was a medium and a psychic, but not uh, not for clients. And uh, I, you know, I watched her doing seances when I was a teenager. She was very very good at them. She was a trans medium, and she would just start writing stuff down in a different style of writing. So I was familiar with the the concept of. 
really. They, they were kind of very opportunistic. They saw the life that I had led, uh, the emotions that I'd experienced and uh, all the physical experience, and they just kind of made the decision to kind of, well, let's see what happens. Let, let, let's let him have this experience and see what he does with it. Um, so they, they told me they kind of chose me for that, but they chose because of the, the lifestyle that I had and uh, my personality, and uh, they... I guess, you know, I you know, I wondered for a long time if they'd chosen the wrong person. Um, but you know, they could see this moment now, you know, where I'm actually doing healings and um you know, so I couldn't see that. Uh so yeah, so I, I mean I guess it's in my family, so you know, it was was easier for me. I you know, because of that association with my family. I I personally don't I I've, I've never been told that this is something that you know, my soul decided to do is that, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of uh, disagree with that, that kind of line of thinking because the people in spirit never talked to me about that. Um, it's not something that, you know, I thought, well, this is what I'm going to do and this is what's going to happen. It just all kind of fell together and uh, I just kept on following through with spirit. I just said, yeah, I just, you know, they, my guide said, you know, you know, I want you to do this like in the meditation. I want you to talk to somebody. I want you to have this experience. I just kept on saying yes, um, and that and that just led me to you know where I am now. Okay, hey Simon, guess what? Yeah. A miracle has happened, and you can call in, and we won't do it. You know, I, I'm going to watch for you. Just call in. You know the number, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Call, please, please call in, and I will bring you right back on the air. And listeners, I'm going to thank all of you and Simon and Michelle for your incredible patience. So just just call back in, and we'll be ready to go. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So, boy, oh, boy, we figure out how to do things, right? That was a new one for Cindy Meyer. Um, okay. So this is fascinating. You know, my grandmother was a healer, and then it didn't show up. I, I do believe my mother had the gift as well, but she was petrified of it. So... Um, she trained as a clinical clinical hypnotherapist and then just said, no, I can't do it. So then it came to me. And um, But I'll tell you, I, okay, here, here comes Simon. Let me just see. All right. Simon, are you there? Yes, I am. Yay. Mission accomplished. Yes. Okay, so what I was sharing while, while you were coming back on is that, you know, the, the healing gifts, sometimes they, they're, you know, like having your mother um, and growing up around it is really a blessing in so many ways because you were comfortable with spirit world, but you probably just thought that was her gift and not yours probably. Um, and yet look at how you knew things without knowing how you knew things. It was normal for you probably um, to be so telepathic. And um, so I I love, what, what age were you, if I may ask, when your uh, Buddhist guide stepped in? Uh, yes, about 35, I think. Okay. And then, and you know, so, and then Jesus became one of your guides as well. But but your Buddhist... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I had the experience of, um, you know, reliving the past life of Judas. Um, that kind of, that kind of unfolded with the, with the meditations that I was having. I was, and, and they were very clear images, like blockbuster movie images and... All, all different cultures and experiences, and then these biblical figures started turning up. And um, I write about this in, in the book that I have. Um, so you want, one of them called me the betrayer. Like he just said, oh, hello, betrayer to me. And I didn't know what, you know, I just felt uncomfortable and uneasy. And then about a week or so later, um, Jesus turned up and said, hello, Judas. And I just, wow. and it just, it just hit, hit me. It just all came rushing back. Um, and you know, even now when I talk about it, my body reacts, and I you get flashes of images in my mind. Um, so yeah, like for me, you know, the whole experience for me is like Jesus, is not you know, Jesus. Jesus is my friend. Like he's just a just a regular guy that you know, you know, shared some of his life with me in a very graphic way, which which again is all in the book. Um, and you know, during the experience of the meditation, I I um. I was asked if I, you know, I saw someone being a trans medium, and I thought, well, you know, I'll just give that a go. Uh, and I was, and I did it successfully the first time. I just like, you know, closed my eyes and and I was just talking. I and I had no idea what was happening. I didn't know what I was saying until I came back out, and then everybody in the room was just going, you know, like you, you know, you have no idea what you've just said. Like you're just, 
you know, you're you're completely someone else and then talking and apparently I was talking about that lifetime and I said, Oh, okay, well, yeah, I can't remember, you know, I've just had this experience I can't remember. Um and so, you know, there's all there's all that background that happened as well with Jesus and his family and I would just go into an altered state and just uh talk into a, and record myself. Um and that, that became the book. So there's that background that I experienced as well. So um so I'm I'm uh I'm on your page now reading reading about how this all happened. I had read it but it's been a while yeah. so that's why I was like, okay. Um so the whole thing I I mean this is just fascinating and um and I love how you just accepted and didn't resist. So the the acceptance and stepping into this, I mean, that had to just be amazing to listen to all of the um, information and to trust it. Yeah, it, I mean, I just trusted Gedges from the get-go. Like, as soon as I saw him the first time, I just knew knew him. I just just I just knew that I could trust him. So he would just say to me, you know, like, well, I want you to experience this, or I want you to revisit that. And I said, oh, okay. And often he wouldn't tell me what it was. He would just say, you know, tomorrow night when you meditate. So, you know, I, I, I did thousands of hours of meditation. Like I'd get home from work and I would just, you know, you know put the kids to bed and then I'd just, just meditate and just communicate to him. Um, and he said, this is what we're going to do. You know, do you want to do it? Yeah, right. Uh, and you know, oftentimes he wouldn't tell me what it was. Um, and then I'd, I'd have these experiences. And they were very physical as well. I had a lot of physical manifestations that occurred which, I mean, there's no record of. No one else saw about me, but, you know, objects that appeared um, that kind of returned from the meditation, uh, you know, things that happened in my body, uh, like, you know, like being stabbed or, you know, hit with an arrow and then, then, then coming out and, and being able to see it, still be able to see it. Um, you know, one instant threw me off the couch, like, you know, so if so, what I've been hit with was so heavy that it actually flipped me off to where I was sitting in you know, for, for a second or, you know, I don't know, two seconds, it was real and it was there. Um, and I had really physical experience with, um, uh, you know, ancient cultures, like people just, you know, materializing in my home and then, you know, walking down the hallway and bumping into me and, uh, you know, walk, I'd walk out in the backyard and there's people in my backyard. Um, now, I don't see spirit like that when I'm working. I don't see it, like, solidly and physically like that, but in that first, probably into the next, 12 months after that, I had very, very powerful physical experiences. Um, yeah, and it just kind of, I don't know, it just, just shaped me. I just went with it. Yeah, I just I just said yes. I went, okay, well, I'm not going to be right. afraid of this. Like, I just said, let's do it, you know? Well, I'm glad you did. I mean, I, I'm so delighted, you know, that your organizers, your your dear people who, you know, Matina, um, and I apologize, I cannot remember the other gal's name right this second, it's not in front of me, but um, they, you know, when, when I, when, and it wasn't Matina that called me, it was the, what is the other person's name? Can you share her name, please? Susan. Susan, yes, okay. Susan so, uh, I'm so sorry. Susan, if you're listening, I'm sorry. All right, well, Susan called me, and, you know, I'm very intuitive myself, and I was just like, oh, boy. These people are the real McCoy. This this is it, and I, I you know I just knew it. And um, and then the more and more that I have, you know, just felt you're coming. It's like okay, we are in for, um, you know, quite a delight. And so you know, I know you're you're doing a complete tour, but let's talk about um, the St. Louis. Uh, in St. Louis, you uh, you're actually you've already been um, to to Pennsylvania, and you've been to New York. Um, actually, the New York is this weekend. I apologize. So you've got you're going yeah, to yeah yeah yeah. Let's mention it because we have listeners all over the nation. So you'll be at the New York Open Center um, this Saturday from two until four p.m. Um, and you can go to the SimonHay.com uh, to purchase tickets for any of these events. Um, and then you're coming to St. Louis, and you have a couple of different events. Um, Michelle, do you want to talk about those? Uh, sure. We come in okay. and we'll be doing an event on the 24th in the evening. That's the event where Siren pretty much demonstrates mediumship and healing blended together. Uh, people in the audience will get readings. Some people will get a healing. It's not guaranteed that you'll get a reading or a healing if you're in attendance, but he does manage to get a lot of them in during that period of time. 
And then the following event, which I believe is on the 27th, but I don't have my calendar right in front of me, uh, would be I a am. meet and greet dinner. Yes, yeah, it's on the 27th. It's on the 27th at okay. 7 p.m. Okay, go ahead. That's a meet and greet dinner at the Rack House, and I believe it's called Cottleville. And that's more of just an intimate setting where we would have dinner and you'd be able to ask uh, Simon and I questions about, you know, kind of how things have evolved and what kind of work we do. Um, we're not intending it to be a reading type event, but just more of an event where you get to know us a little bit better and kind of spend some time with us. And then I believe it's the following day would be the mediumship workshop. So Simon does that event and guides everyone through mediumship meditations. Um, sometimes there's hands-on practice. There's not, but we just try and focus on having everyone understand that mediumship can be easy, and he'll break down some of the old belief systems that people have that kind of get in their way. Um, but we just really like to make it entertaining and fun, and there, there's really, there's just amazing things that happen in all of them. So any and all of them are really great to attend. Okay, and Michelle, you um, have have apprenticed with Simon. Can you share just a little bit about your journey and, um, you know, this beautiful, beautiful gift that Simon has shared with you and opened within you? Um, I'm a little different than his experiences. I remember having memories of speaking to my grandmother and my uncle when I was about 11, um, my grandmother I had never met. My uncle was the first funeral I ever had to attend, and I would just lay in bed and kind of talk to them and not think anything weird about it. But then I had a period of time where there really wasn't anything that was going on, and I ended up in massage school, and I kind of got reintroduced to a few things then. Um, I dabbled in some mediumship stuff. I was starting to have some mediumship experiences where I'd work on people, and I'd start seeing really zoomed-in images of joints and um, in one instance, I was working on a friend, and it just looked like her skin disappeared, and I could see her bones and her organs, and things would light up, and she verified she was having issues in the areas that I saw lit up, uh, so that was one crazy experience, and then I think it was about a year after that started, a friend of mine had told me about Simon, and I saw that he was a medical intuitive, and I had never met anyone else that did that, so I signed up to come and have a healing session with him. And then partway through the healing session, Geju came in, and I didn't know that Simon was looking for anyone to teach or mentor, and it was actually Geju who had told Simon, you know, go ahead and offer this to her. So he mentioned mentoring me, and I just kind of said yes right away and didn't really think about it. And then shortly after that, he left and went to Australia, so we didn't have contact in person for about six months, but I would... I would sit at home and be watching television, which was his, like, daytime the following day, and I would start seeing images of, like, blood, or one time it was, like, black chalk dust, and just strange images would pop out of nowhere, and I couldn't figure out what was going on, so I had sent him a, a message, and he was like, well, that's the stuff I was looking at and working on today, so we figured out that that was the way the spirit was kind of training me at a distance to do the work, and then when he came back, um, I think it was about six months later, I was able to attend, I think it was roughly 50 healings with him. For some I would just watch, some I would participate in, but that kind of put me on a really fast track to learning it very quickly. And then I started getting the physical responses and everything beyond that, and then we were just doing some of the work together while he was here. Fascinating. Um and, and the two of you will be offering private sessions um, from August 24th to 29th. Are there still openings available, or have you booked all your sessions? Yeah, all the sessions are filled. Um, and we have a wait list, but the wait list is getting pretty long, so um, I'm not sure if anyone on the wait list will be able to get in, but we are taking a wait list. So, listeners, they will probably be coming back when you um, have this wonderful of a response. Um, you know, obviously, there's a there's a calling for it in in St. Louis. So, what I would highly suggest is that um, there is room in both of the other events, right? Yes, the events have room. There's still a few um, places for the dinner too. The dinner is a little bit less of a space. So we can't have as many people attending that, but the other two events have some room left. Okay. Well, they all, all have right. room so, left. Yeah. So, so the mediumship event is at the co-workshop um, on 824 
um, from seven at, at seven o'clock p.m. And the co workshop is in Chesterfield Mall. For those of you in the St. Louis area, you're like Chesterfield Mall. Yes, it's been converted into amazing. Um, there are still a few uh, main anchor stores like Macy's, but then there is this um, the, just these wonderful non for profits and business centers, and the co workshop is something for the community for all of us. Um, a wonderful space and. So the mediumship event will be there on 824 from 7, uh, or starting at 7. And then the mediumship workshop is on the 27th at 7. And then, as Michelle said, the meet and greet VIP dinner, there's only a few spots left for that. Um, and that's on 826 at 530 at the Rack House in Cottleville, which is St. Charles, but Cottleville is a, um, a small township within within that. And t- tickets are available by going to www dot simon dot com um michelle anything else you want to add about any of that um well we wanted to just kind of say something about the silver lining store they've been a nice support for us for coming to that's where we're doing the healing sessions at um so we just wanted to kind of do a shout out to them because um cynthia there has been supportive of us coming to the area as well it's been really nice to have such wonderful support we are very blessed in St. Louis to have Cynthia with Silver Linings and so many. Um, it, St. Louis is known as the heart chakra of the country. If you don't know this, they um, when they when they lay a body on the United States, St. Louis winds up in the heart chakra. And what many healers have found is that when they get anchored in St. Louis, their work explodes because. You know, we used to have this, we're known as something different now, but it used to be the show me state, which is kind of obnoxious, but it's pretty much the pulse of uh, of the United States. You know, it's like, show me, you know, we're from the Midwest, don't talk, talk's cheap, give us the real deal. And, um, and so it goes on and on, it's just pretty unbelievable, but... Uh, <laughs> at St. Louis. But we are very loving and we're very kind and I I think that you'll be um, well, I hope that St. Louis totally opens their arms to you. Um, You know, medical intuition is something that's still being, you know, like like think back 20 years ago, people were like, what's Reiki? You know, no one even knew what it was. Mm -hmm. Simon, you can jump in here if you want. Um, but, But I can remember the first holistic conference that Spirit Seeker hosted was in 1996. And and massage even had a bad name back then. It was kind of like that was still mm-hmm. the, the massage partner parlors rather with, you know, sexual in nature, you know. And and we've come a long way way when you think about it in 22 years um, to have people understand Reiki. But you know, it's like I have a 20 year old son who just visited his relatives in New York, and they're all like, "Oh my gosh, your hot hands." You know, like you know, and he's had this gift since he was three years old, but he grew up. With, with his mother, whenever he was hurt or anything, I would, you know, immediately put my hands on him. And so one time he fell. His father picked him up from nursery school, and I'm going to get off this in a second, but it's just to demonstrate something. So when he, when he fell running down the sidewalk and his knees were scraped up, and he was like, <gasps> you know, crying when he was in his little car seat, and his dad says, you know, no, are you okay? And he says, I'm doing my feeling work. He called it feeling work, not uh-huh. healing. He was a little kid, <laughs> so he had his little hot hands on his knees so you know i've been i wanted to initiate him last year and into being a reiki practitioner and he's like no no and i thought you know what the time's not right he'll know when the time you know is right and so you know it's just and many people have never been trained but yet they have the gift and so um simon just take it from here talk about you know i mean yeah anything anything you want to share so what, what, one of the things is, you know, I'm very authentic about this, and uh, I, you know, I want to empower people. I want to, I want to make this simple and easy. And uh, if they can, you know, I, I'm very honest about my background, just being a regular guy, and then having these things that occur. Um, and for me, you know, I keep them very simple. I don't elevate it or, you know, worship it or, you know, make it higher than myself. You know, one of the things that my guide says to me is to. Uh, you know, do great things but be small, and I, um, you know, I try and do that. Uh, and I also want to say, you know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes I'm unsuccessful, and I'm very honest about that. Um, I think when I'm unsuccessful and I don't get a health response from somebody, I think there's a lot of education in those experience in those experiences, and it's not always about, you know, props, what things. It's not. I don't agree, or I'm not told by spirit that it's a, 
it's a timing issue, it's a soul contract, it's a some sort of spiritual karma, some sort of esoteric, you know, metaphysical kind of reason that it's not happening. We've got to make this about human experiences and uh, human psychology uh, and, uh, you know, interaction and action, and uh, that's where they drive me. But, yeah, I, I just think it's important, like, I don't want to mislead anybody. I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, some people come to me and I don't get a response. I, you know, I'm probably about 60% successful. I'm, I keep that number a little low. It might be a bit higher than that. Um, but that cyber will get a partial response or a full response. Some people have to see me two or three times. Yeah, there are many instances where it's just one, one session and something is done, whether it's via distance or in person. Uh, but yeah, there's also some that I miss, and uh, I think if we can, you know, reach, get, you know, more authentic healers that actually get a, a result, and if we can empower them, then uh, the ones that I miss, you know, someone else will be able to get, and then the ones that they miss, somebody else will be able to get, and I just think that this is just really just the beginning of this. So I think it's very exciting for the future. Um, yeah, if we can get people to take this seriously, I. It's curious, like, this always reaches, uh, you know, a spiritual or mind-body-spirit or, you know, new-age market or something like that. I, I want to reach everybody. I want everyone to be excited about this because, you know, this will be so effective in so many areas, you know. Um, you know, not just health for everybody, but for, you know, businesses, corporations, you know, sports teams, you know, uh, recovery. It, it just has so many things that it can be beneficial and, uh, and, and it works. You know, but we've got to get it. Work. We've got to have healers that actually get a result and are, and are really authentic and honest about that. Um, you know, if they they get the ten percent, then we talk about ten percent. If we get it thirty percent, then we talk about thirty um, percent. And look, and I know it's emotional healing as well, uh, but it's pretty exciting to get physical responses. And uh, you know, you, you just need to empower people. You can you can find those people. And I mean, I think you can teach it as well. I do workshops with teachers, and it makes a difference. Um, it's just about making it easy. I try to make it easy for everyone that let's just, uh, you know, have a talk about this and break down the beliefs around this. Why, you know, why we have to do a technique a certain way, why we have to have a certain belief. Like, we need to just we'll break down all that because my guide calls it the technique of no technique. Um, so he, he often talks about the path of no path. So he keeps it very you know, very real and very human. Um, and I think that's uh, I think that's where we need to start. You know, Simon, you know, I, I, I do want to ask this. You know, there's different schools of thought on this, and um, yeah. some, pe- some people think that the person being worked on has to um, co-create the experience. Like they have to set an intention. They have to have yeah. a willingness. They have to be awake, alert, and all that. And I really like how you described that, you worked on people and they fell asleep, but then when they awakened, you know, they were just like, whoa. So when when you, um, is it best for a person, oh, I don't even know if it's best, but but is it is it best for a person to have an intention on what it is that, like when they come to you oh. or any, I mean, to say this is what's going on and this is, my intention is I would like this cleared or, or insight or whatever. Well, I, okay. well, I, yeah. I think so. But, you know, like I, I, I have this telepathic thing where I do, where, you know, so, I, so I'm a medium, so I'm talking to spirit, uh, but I'm also getting information from the, pers- the person. But I actually hear, you know, my clients talk to me, right? I, there's an actual voice that comes into me and they'll say, you know, save me, you know, I'm in pain. And then I'll, you know, relate that to an experience they had as a child or in the womb, uh, something their mother's going through. Uh, and you can really identify how you know, generations of behavior being created um, and they continue to, to happen. This generational trauma just continues to happen. Uh, you know, people don't have to believe in this to make it work. All they have to be is honest. Like, I get really good results with skeptics. Uh, but, you know, a skeptic who says, well, this is rubbish, but I'm, I'm turning up anyway, they're completely honest. A skeptic who, who is aggressive and is, you know, and is kind of pushing you, that kind of interferes a little bit. Uh, often the people who believe it in the most, um, don't get a good result or it's lagging, which is really interesting. So, you know, the ones that are most difficult are, are, are you know, other mediums and healers and people in this field that are the most difficult to work in because they, they think I know what I'm doing. You know, they, they bring their 
kind of perception and beliefs into it. So they and it's it, it interferes. Um, it's it's honestly I've never had an experience with my my people in spirit to say this is uh, you know a soul contract or this is a karmic debt or this is something that has to be resolved or this is not, that has never been said. It's always about uh, the human experience, you know. It's always about that the person's having their lifetime, and you've got to get the psychology around that. You've got to sometimes it can be done. You've got to say something. You've got to look a certain way. Your body language has to move a certain way. Uh, but you have to get out of the road and let all those things happen because the intelligence of whatever this is, you know, let's just not give it a name, the intelligence of whatever this is is an observing force that sees things completely as it is. Like there's no conception. They see it not what I believe it is, not what the client believes it is. It sees the physical behavior or the emotion and what's driving it completely as it is. And it's non-reactive. You know, it can look at, you know, human love, in one hand, and it can look at violence and something terrible in the other hand, and it doesn't react. It doesn't see something good or bad. It just sees, you know, two things or two different vibrations or frequencies. It's very neutral. It doesn't. It's not. It's not reactive. Um, and even though I think love is a big part of this, I actually think love is a response. I know a lot of people say, "Well, love heals," and I think that's right. But uh, you know, human love is always conditional. Like the way I express love is conditional on my experiences around relationships and love and my family and my generation and my culture. And the way you experience and express love is uh, conditional on what's come before, you know. And I just think when people talk about unconditional love, it's not, I think we should, what, what heals this is, it's just, you know, it's neutral. It, it doesn't react. It's not about love. Love is the response. Um, right. And that's something that, Spirit talked to me about a lot. Like love is our experience, you know, and it's also spirit's experience. And we, and we separate. I think what we do is we separate spirit from us, and we we'll say, oh well, they have a higher vibration, so ergo we have to reach. So if they have a higher vibration, we must be lesser in some way. So we're already losing ground because we think we have to do something to attain that. Right? Well, spirit just spirit and and the the, the healers and spirit they just want to be beside you. They don't want to be looked at as ascended masters. They don't want to be looked at as someone greater than us. The, the healing comes from us. It's a, it's a human. It, it just can't happen without a living human. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's, you know, it's a gift or it's somebody else, but it can't happen without a living human being interacting. And I think it's all right to say. It's really funny. When I was a plumber, I could say I was a good plumber, but if I say I'm a good healer, there's, there's a lot of people with spiritual beliefs that will consider that egotistical. Uh, you know, or you're actually not the, you're not the healer. It's the you're a channel, or you're the gift, or it's the gift. You're not the healer, and I don't get that advice from spirit. I, I get advice that that empowers people and uh, you know holds me in that space. You know, it's up to me whether I'm egotistical or not. You know, I hope I'm a nice guy. Like I'm, I want to be authentic and honest. That's that's a whole different thing. You know, I I get it totally. I get it totally, and you know. I mean, what I loved about Jesus, you know, the stories of Jesus and, you know, the different different parables and his teachings, but, what you know, and I'm not really a biblical person, but to me, Jesus said this and more you can do also. And, and how he would walk through a huge crowd and feel someone who believed so strongly and he would, he would feel them touch him and he, like maybe even just his, his cloak, but he would turn and know that someone believes so strongly. And, you know, I, I firmly believe, you know, like one of my teachers, I'll, I'll never forget, one of my spiritual teachers said, you know, gave me some feedback. It was a month-long program and day in, day out, breath work and all kinds of other stuff. It was really pretty intense. That's that's probably an understatement. But, you know, at one point we, I had, you know, we, each of us had private consultations and this teacher said, you know, gave me some feedback that I didn't like at all. And, but I knew I knew that there was, you know, some deep wisdom in the feedback. So rather than get defensive, although I was shocked, um, I just, I just, I, I received it. And then I'll never forget what he said. He said, this is how I see this now. But as we both know, in a holy instant, everything can change. And I think that's mm-hmm. the part of healing that most people don't understand. Like, you know, I started off as a nurse, and then I realized quickly that 
the part of nursing that I loved the most was explaining to people what was actually going on inside their bodies and how the stress, like when I would take the histories and I would, you know, hear that, you know, everything they'd been through in the last two years, this loss, that loss, this, you know, stress, this, this. And, you know, no wonder something gave in, you know, like it's like something it was too much or it was overwhelming. And, you know, so their bodies are talking to them. And so I realized early on that healing is, it has to be multi-layered, but it can happen just like that. Like we're the ones who make it complicated. So I really love how you've explained it, that you're here to empower people and empower people to go forward in a whole new way. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I- you know, my my experience, because I'm spirit trained, like, so I never did the workshops or the, you know, I haven't been to someone's workshop. I've listened to other people talk, but, you know, I've I've listened to other people talk and how they've been trained, and it, it actually, they're not they're not flowing, they're not in sync. They, they, they go back to the technique, like they, it's it's not about the technique, it's about, do, you know, it's about doing the healing. And I'll say, people say to me, well, how, how to do a healing? I'll say, well, go and do one. I said, no, well, tell me how to do it. And I said, no, well, go and do one. Like, just, like, just your, inten- your intention is to heal. All right? And then, of course, you know, like, if I tell someone that they have to put their hands in a certain position or they have to sit a certain way or they have to, you know, do a protection prayer or they have to do something, uh, you know, you're setting up that that needs to occur before them to accomplish it. And that's not the case. Um, you, can, you can just do it. Like, it can be really quick. Like, you know, like, my, my early healings were so quick. You know, my, my my current day healing sessions are longer because people are people are booking a session and they expect to have that period of time because I'm also a medium. You know, so it, we've extend, we've extended what's happening there, but you can do it just by, you know, you know, shaking someone's hand. You can do it by looking at somebody or just yeah. thinking them to be well. It can it can happen that quickly, um, and it, okay. and that can so- be natural. It's a, Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. Okay, so here, here's the thing. We have 90 seconds, and there is something wrong with Blog Talk tonight. I'll tell you. I was scheduled for a two-hour show, and Simon, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but not only did we have problems with the studio, now they took my two-hour show to a one-hour show, and okay. I have John Shaughnessy and Marta Thomas who are planning on coming on in about two seconds and 60 seconds, yep. and this show has been shortened to one hour. Oh, Lordy, I do not know how to change this. So here's the deal, listeners. Uh, Unless some miracle happens here, we're going to be going off the air in about one minute. So I want to mention the website again. And John Shaughnessy and Marta Thomas, I know you're there. I see you on my um, switchboard. I cannot change this once this stops. So um, I am so sorry. I'm going to interview you two on another night. So any listeners, just know Contact me at info at spiritseeker.com, and we will get this in, uh, corrected. Blog Talk was thought out recently. There's been a lot of changes, and something's not working here. So remember, simonhay.com, S-I-M-O-N-H-A-Y.com. Um, and Simon and Michelle, thank you so much with all of the challenges. And Marta and John, I am so sorry. We'll, we'll bring you on the air another time. I will contact you off the air. Okay, thank you so much, Simon. I look forward to meeting both you and Michelle. I'm Looking forward Thank to the you. evening and, and the, my session and everything else. And listeners, take advantage of this opportunity and follow Simon and Michelle to see where else they're going to come in the U.S. because this is just the start of, of you being known in the U.S., Simon. So and Michelle. Thank so you. thank you both so much. All right. Good night and um night. and we'll figure Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right, I'll see you too soon. Okay. All right. Good night. All right, so listeners, I am going to try and do a miracle here, but um, boy, oh boy, I don't know how to change this possibly. All right, so, um, so okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're just going to, I'm going to do one more thing to see if I can change this. Otherwise, I will find another time to bring on... Um, my um, other guests uh, to hear about the Global Pyramid Conference. It is this fabulous upcoming event. I I don't know if this is still recording. I am trying to switch it. It is 8.01. It doesn't say that my show's ended, but it does show that um, okay. Oh my goodness. It, it Let me go to the dashboard. Maybe it is working, but it showed that my show was ending. 
dashboard studio. Let me go to the studio. I'm so glad the studio is back. We have done nothing but problems tonight. Okay, so it has not ended my session. So we, recording time left, though, it says zero, zero. So I don't know what to do. I'm going to go ahead and, hmm, I don't know what to do here. It says that it is not recording. Marta, I am so sorry. John Shaughnessy, I am so sorry. We're going to find another time for your interview. Um, it will be next week, and I will do everything to promote it. Okay, so I'm going to end the show. I, it's, it's not recording, so I'm saying good night.